welcome to the CND Podcast. I'm Naomi McAlachand and I'm the Clinical and Custom Content Editor. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Dr. Sheng Chi, who is a reader in pharmaceutics at the School of Pharmacy at the University of East Anglia. Dr. Chi did her PhD at Queen's University Belfast before moving over to East Anglia and worked with different pharma companies during her postdoc. Dr. Chi led research which has been published in the International Journal of Pharmaceutics on the use of 3D printing for personalised medicines. First of all, I asked Dr. Chi if she could tell me a bit more about personalised medicines and what this is. Okay, so personalised medicine is actually a really big concept. It's involved from diagnostic to prevention to early treatment and then advanced treatment. So it's really is a concept where we can really use our genetic information to identify and pinpoint our risk as the first instance for any diseases. And when you can start with prevention, if this didn't come in early enough, then you can use your you know, genetic information to identify what the drug would suit you and your condition and the progression of your condition perfectly. And then you move on. That is more related to the kind of research we currently are doing is how you can actually tailor make the medication which would suit your need. And we all know currently everybody take ibuprofen, those are kind of uh, things minor in terms of medication for cough and cold. But there's a lot of patients, you know, taking immunosuppressant drugs, for example, for organ transplant patients. There's patients with mental illness, their medication need to be tailored very much in terms of dose and trying out different drugs on them to make sure it can minimize the side effect as well as maximize the, the efficiency for them. So be able to develop a manufacturing solution which you can make medication tailored to each patient's needs is really something in my field we call it personalized medicine. Actually, it's only a very small concept of the overall personalized medicine approach. Yeah, so I think that would be my um, take on personalized medicine. Yeah. And tell me a bit more about why this model is better than the one-size-fits-all approach that we currently use. One size fits for works okay for, you know, cough and cold. You may have one medication. Again, we're using ibuprofen, paracetamol example. You may have different dose or statin. You may have, uh, you know, 5, 10, 20 milligrams, but you have a limited number of products which are large batch centralized manufactured by big companies and factories. Those would fit for most people for mild conditions. However, for a lot of patients who have very complex conditions or chronic conditions, or just now I alluded to examples of patients need a lot of dose adjustments as well as trying out different drugs. Often those type of standardized dose and dosage forms doesn't fit the patient's needs very well. And one classic example would be a lot of elderly patients when they do have complex and multiple conditions they would be swallowing tablets at breakfast table, you know, six, seven, eight of them for maybe two, three times a day. Those are really not only being very efficient, but also reduce the adherence of the patients to those treatments. And simply for UK in terms of NHS, and this is the data possibly seven years ago, they have done a study and it looks like 
within NHS every year, there will be way over 300 million pounds of medicine wasted. So they are prescribed and dispensed, but patients not taking them is simply because they are either too difficult to remember to take them or they are just too much for the patients to stick with the complex regime. So 3D printing or other advanced emerging technologies is really trying to help with this issue. See, can we combine a lot of different things together and make sure the dose is also tailored to the patients as well as the performance of those tablets in terms of how quick, how slow they release in the body can be tailored to the patient's need. And that, if you can achieve that, then you can really possibly improve the adherence of patients to the treatment. So instead of you taking six, seven, eight twice a day, if there's only two in the morning time you take or before go to bed you take, that's a massive improvement. You mentioned 3D printing there. So if you could tell me a bit more about 3D printing, what it is, what's involved in it, and what this could mean for the future of medicine. You've touched on it a bit there, but if you could expand a bit on that for me. Yeah, so 3D printing, I think people have seen a lot, particularly through the COVID time. You know, we see a lot of regional companies, universities, groups, they are using 3D printing to print visors, to print holders or openers. Even in Italy, people are printing the medical devices for breathing. So 3D printing are typically are originally developed for prototyping, making plastic metal parts or models, if you would like, because it allows you to use computer to use software design is ideal shape or geometry of object you like. And then the printer can melt plastics, you know, metals or using lasers to build the material layer by layer following the geometry you designed, the three-dimensional shape of the object you designed. So there are so many different types of 3D printing technologies, but they all work on relatively similar principle in terms of you build material layer by layer to build this three-dimensional shape and object. And that's what we use as well within 3D printing tablets and medications. But instead of using plastics and other chemicals, we use pharmaceutical great materials. So those are the same material you would find, uh, you know, in the back package of your tablet capsules when you look at what is the ingredients. So we use those materials to print tablets and capsules with different size and shape and combination of drugs within those tablets. In terms of what it could mean for the future medicine, um, this is not a solution for all, and it's definitely not going to be there to replace what we currently have. So all the traditional dosage forms and products we have are still have a huge place for our healthcare. So most of the conditions and most of the patients actually won't really benefit hugely from this on-demand personalized medications. It's really a particular group of patient who do have complex conditions, who do have uh, multiple medications and who do have the need of specialized dose and dose combinations would benefit most from this approach. So it is for those group of patients, the 3D printing would be a really better um, alternative to the current traditional um, type of medication in terms of improving their health and you know, the therapeutic outcome of their health care. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. That was a really clear explanation. Can you tell me a bit more then about your study that you were involved with and what this means for personalized medicine? Yeah, so we are not the first or the only group studying this at all. You know, there's a joint effort around the globe. You know, you see the, the publications in 3D printing of medications are increasing really sharply in the past five years. So this is exactly what we need. One is that emerging technology come in play. We do need a really rich amount of data from the academia, um, the industry, in terms of research data to pull in, and then we can kind of move on to develop the technology towards the maturity. So what our study is specifically targeting is one of those uh, weak missing link area in terms of the feed stock for the printers and how you design the tablet. So a lot of the method people have been using for particular solid dosage forms for controlled release solid dosage forms is using this so-called 3D printing method of few-step position modeling. So you need to feed your printer using a filament like spaghetti, and from there you can print, which means you really need to pre-prepare all your excipients and your drug into this spaghetti first. So that is really quite tricky because, as I said early on, all the 3D printers are not originally designed to process pharmaceutical material. So most of our farmer excipients actually doesn't go very well with, with the 3D printing. So you have to really go through complex optimization of the formulation of that feeding material as a start. So our study is using a very different printing method. Um, and this is a really, um, I would like to appreciate and acknowledge uh, the printer company, Abrik in Germany, who has allowing us to use their facility and doing this piece of research. And this new printing method is actually used, instead of using the filaments, you can feed the printer using granules, using pallets, which are the most common type of intermediate product we would have for pharma company for making tablets even. So that made the whole process so much easier and so much quicker. So we explored, and I believe we are the first for using this method or publish on using this method to produce oral solid dosage forms. It seems to be working really quite well. So that is one thing we are um, trying to address and report in our new study. The second is because the 3D printing giving you so much flexibility in terms of what you can design, often people could overcomplicate the design of a little tablet or oversimplify. What we are trying to explore is how we can really balance out the time required to printing because that's related with the cost and still be able to build in the critical functionality and performance we needed. In most cases, how quick, how slow you want the drug to, to dissolve and release into the body you know, of the tablets. So those are the two key things we are trying to get the message across in our new publication. That sounds like it's going to be really exciting and hopefully will be a big development for personalised medicine in the future. And what I wanted to ask you now was how will these developments in personalised medicines affect the pharmacy team? So I'm on the scientist in terms of engineer and material side of things. So that's why actually I have been working with my colleagues within my school, you know, who are pharmacists, as well as we have paired with some of our regional NHS um, trust to exactly find out how this could impact on the clinical practice, as well as the role of clinicians and the pharmacists would play. And you would imagine, you know, there will be 
quite a lot of difference in terms of prescribing and as well as you know dispensing. So yeah, so that is a question I don't have an answer at the moment, but that's why we're working with clinicians and the pharmacists and some trust partners to find out. You think there's even potentially a chance that, that some aspects of the pharmacy role might be redundant after the introduction of personalised medicines? No, I think the pharmacist role would be even more important, you know, because uh, I would imagine, you know, through the prescribing process, you would need much rigorous double, triple checking, and you would need that specialist knowledge to make sure those adjustments to the drug combinations are the right for the patients. And I think the pharmacist potentially could take on some of the quality control and the roles in terms of operating those point-of-care manufacturing sites, because actually in March, MHRA just released a new proposal for the regulatory framework of point-of-care manufacturing, including 3D printing. It is not a fully elaborated document yet, but it's very clear there will be a trend in the future. We will be building up this local hub for point-of-care manufacture, and each of those you would need a so-called qualified person to be the point of contact and the person who can release batches. And you would imagine those people would be really need well-trained with manufacturing knowledge as well as clinical knowledge to fit for the purpose of the roles. So I do not see the pharmacist's role would be diminished with the practice bringing in for personalized medicine. I think it just become more important. That was Dr. Chi, Reader of Pharmaceutics at the School of Pharmacy at the University of East Anglia. You can find out more information on personalised medicines in our CPD learning module on our website. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to CND Podcasts on SoundCloud or your preferred app. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.